0: Greetings, PVIC. Welcome to the Post-Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Billy and Pastor Sean. So we're in the second week of the series within the series, that is, the Lord's Prayer. Last week, we tackled the first line of the prayer, Our Father in Heaven, where Pastor Billy dissected the three words, Our Father and Heaven, to give us a glimpse into who God is and who we are as brothers and sisters in Christ. This week, the sermon addressed the second line of the prayer, Hallowed Be Your Name. Pastor Billy, would you please give us a short synopsis of the sermon?
1: Thanks, Neil. So this week, uh, as Neil did mention, we we moved on from the opening line, Our Father in Heaven, to uh, the first of six petitions that we have in the Lord's Prayer. And that is, hallowed be your name. So I think we can recognize that although we live in a world that surely idolizes uh, self, uh, the first petition of the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be your name, reorients us toward really the ultimate purpose of the universe and that is to glorify God. So while the fact that God is our Father is the foundational awareness of our prayers, the hallowing of God's name is the foundational petition of our prayers and that all the petitions that follow kind of funnel back into it. So God's name really cannot be separated from his character, and his character is that of a perfect father. So to hallow his name is to, one, take great care with how we use God's name, two, uh, to revere him with private and public worship, Uh, three, to ensure our Beliefs and thinking about Him are worthy of Him and for to live a life um, that displays that He is our Father.
2: Yeah, this week has some really practical questions. So I'm looking forward to getting into this and seeing what your thoughts are on some of these, Pastor Billy. This first question um, references this week, but it, it can also tie back to last week as well. I know that we talked about how you and I are both um, fathers, but we're obviously very fallible. We, we make tons of mistakes. We fall short all the time. But the question today is, what would you say to the person whose reference point for a father is not just someone who makes a mistake here or there, but someone who's just downright bad?
1: Yeah. So as a father as fathers ourselves, right, this is an interesting one to think about. Um as you acknowledged, right? We're we're fathers and we, we make mistakes. Yeah. Um, but there is somewhat of a, a spectrum there or a gradation. Um and we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that um there are situations and circumstances where um where fathers have Abandoned their families, right? Or fathers have really neglected their families. Um, situations where fathers <clears throat> have hurt their children, harmed their children, abused their children, right? These are these are realities, and um, and it makes sense, I think, that someone would maybe struggle with the idea. God is a father if their own father, um, you know, was not ideal or far from ideal. Um, And it's a situation that um, sadly comes up more often than it probably should. So really what I think, and I think we mentioned this in the sermon towards the end here, is in terms of how we are hallowing God's name, how we are honoring God, how we are glorifying him, it circles back to living a life um, that shows that God is our Father, right? That if someone looked at our life, they would see that, okay, they're living in such a way as though they have a Heavenly Father. But the next step to that is the one that's important, and the one that I think is important for people who might be struggling with the idea of God as a Father is that we don't just model that God is our Father, but we also are called to model the fatherliness of God to those characteristics yeah to others and it is in that right It is in that relational or that um yeah it's in that aspect of it where it's really important because where someone might not have seen a great example of a father in their life um you would hope that there would be um people around them, Christians, believers that could come around them and that we should be showing the fatherliness of God to them so that when they see that and hopefully as they come to know who God is, they go, oh, my father was a distortion of what a father was. Exactly. As opposed to what the actual example of a father is, which is God as our perfect father. Um, but the only way I think someone can make that transition from looking at their father and saying, oh, well, my father was terrible. Therefore, if God is the father, he is terrible. The only way to make that transition from that to, oh, my father was a distortion of what a father is. And God is the actual true example of a father. The only way someone makes that transition or or a primary way that someone makes that transition is for believers and Christians to... Show the fatherliness of God um, to those around them to those that need it to those who are hurt, to those who are broken uh, to everyone around us
2: that's great, and I'm glad that we answered that question because I think the three of us have been blessed to have really good fathers yeah, so I think sometimes we take for granted sure that fact yeah and there's a lot of folks out there who who don't have fathers that were yeah. like ours, so mm-hmm. that's that's a great answer the the next question. It's a little more lighthearted, I would think, um, but has a degree of seriousness to it. Um, you mentioned hollowing the name, obviously, throughout your sermon. What would you say to folks who struggle with the idea of saying things like, oh my, when something happens, um, they get scared or they get shocked or they get surprised and they say, oh my, f-. what are your thoughts about that? Should we Should we shy away from doing that type of thing? Should we encourage our children to not do things like that what do you think
1: yeah it's a, it's really it's really a fascinating question right because i circle back to the understanding of the of the folks that were hearing jesus words yeah here in this sermon and as he in the sermon on the mountain as he is uh, going through the lord's prayer here um their thinking was, when Jesus says, hallowed be your name, that, that that they were doing it because, and we mentioned this in the message, that they just didn't say the name. Altogether. The covenant name of God, Yahweh. Yeah. They did not say it. so They felt as though, you know, yeah, I mean, we're checking the box. Like, we're doing it. We don't even say it. Um, But when in reality, that was not their hearts engaging with God, but just more just kind of a... Uh, I don't know, just kind of a, just a religious sort of ceremonial kind of action, right? So their their thinking and their actions were not linked to a heart understanding of of God, right? So when you come to like present day and you think about phrases like this, um, <clears throat> I think it's an opportunity for us to stop and kind of think, you know, how how do I deal with God's name? Like, has that changed over time? Right. It's a question that we can ask, and I think it might be good for us to ask, ask this week. But um, for me, I think it—we it, 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 should be careful, right? I think that's that's kind of the the starting point. But again, I think the message we said—that's just the starting point, like how we deal with God's name on our lips. But to hold that up as the only thing, right, is to, then it's easy to kind of. Devolve into legalism and all these kind of things, right? Right. You don't want to
2: become legalistic. There's a there's a reason why right
1: right and that's that's the important thing, right? So um, So yeah, so I think it's a good opportunity It's a good opportunity that if if we're on the lookout for it and we see that it happens It's a way for us to interject into our everyday lives an opportunity to stop and think Am I hallowing God's name? Because I think when we when we do that when we say when we use his name and we when we do it in those ways it is kind of thoughtlessly right it is kind of um, habitually right it's kind of it's it's we're doing it without the thinking uh, underneath it right it and just comes out it's just yeah, and, 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 and we're called to live intentional thoughtful vibrant um, lives as christians and as children of the father like we should not be living just instinctually right we should be living thoughtful lives so i think it's a good opportunity that if it if it happens and and it slips out for us to stop and go oh whoa okay am i hallowing his name right and it's a way for that us to just interject that into um you know our everyday lives so yeah i think we should sh- we should be on guard on watch kind of just uh um on the lookout for that um in our own lives, be more thoughtful. Yeah,
2: yeah. So the last question today has to do with resources and hallowing God's name on a, I guess you could say, an intellectual level. So, what resources or tools or avenues would you recommend for those who are struggling in their devotion time or struggling from an intellectual standpoint or a spiritual spe- standpoint to hallow God's name? Yeah,
1: I mean the starting point is just acknowledging that 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 you're in that situation, right? So what you what what you wouldn't want to do is to go, you know, think, okay, you know, I I I, I hear this concept of hallowing God's name as something I want to do, and I see that you know maybe my depth of understanding about who God is isn't quite there. There's a temptation to go, eh, ah. right. Yeah, I'll get to it. Um, or there's a temptation to go, "This uh, might require too much, like work or effort." Right? Um, all those kinds of thinkings, um, like I would hope and encourage someone who's in that boat to avoid. Right? Because ultimately, in the end, knowing God, knowing who He is, being in relationship with Him, being saved and rescued by Him. Right and being transformed by him, like these are, these are the things that matter. So for us to just kind of go, you know, I kind of think I, you know, would have a greater depth of understanding of God if I maybe did X, Y, and Z. But to kind of just brush it off to the side, that's what we cannot do. Right? We have to come to the acknowledgement that okay, I need to do something. And then the question is, as you asked, well, well, what do I do? Well, um, this is really where the community of, uh, of, of God comes in, right? Because we are here as a community. Uh, we are not to be living this life just isolated and alone. We are to live it out in context with others. So, um, you know, I would encourage someone just to avail their uh, themselves of the opportunities that you might have before you in the context of Christian community. What are those examples? And when you're talking about our church in here, right, things like the Wednesday night Bible study, right? right? Um, You know, there might be a hesitance to say, ah, you know, I don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know Mm kind of thing, right? So there's this tendency to kind of just maybe not be as, um, uh, diligent to to go and try something like that but but really, in the context of being with other like-minded believers, looking at the word together um, is a great opportunity
2: it right? also gives you the opportunity to ask questions yeah because when you're sitting in church and you're listening to a sermon sure you're writing your notes you're you're thinking about things but you don't get a chance to really throw a question out there and get an answer yeah and
1: and the understanding is like we're all in different stages of of this this walk and um you know others you know may have wrestled with the question that you're wrestling with and and you know, have answers right or have experiences that could that could help and um you know that's why the community it, uh, uh, of god is here right for that to sharpen each other to encourage each other to spur one another onto good works right and, and all of that so so yeah, to avail yourself of the opportunities that are existing in community, like like our like our Bible study, like um, like the small groups, right? Being able to come together and you know um, engage in fellowship and ask questions, right? Really, we're living, you know, I- endeavoring to live this Christian life together and not alone, uh, because we're not meant to do it. Alone. It was never meant to be that way. Yeah, it was not meant to be that. Way.
0: Thank you, Pastor Billy, Pastor Sean. Um, a very insightful look into the second petition of the Lord's Prayer, Hallowed Be Your Name. Um, just to uh, conclude, um, I like what, you know, at the end of the sermon, you kind of concluded, how do we hallow His name in our own lives? And there were four ways that you said, number one, uh, We should speak of him with reverence. You know, as you guys mentioned in the questions, we should be careful of how we use God's name in our mouths. Um, And uh, second, hallow his name by revering him through our acts of private worship and public worship. And for me personally, um, one of the things, you know, being a worship uh, leader, singing songs, you know, do the songs that I sing, that we sing up there, do I, am, am I singing it, you know, for just emotions, or are we, am I really, you know, singing to lift his name up? Uh, third, hallow his name when our beliefs about him are worthy of him. Really need to, well, cannot hallow if we don't really understand um, him. Um, so, and also cannot truly pray, um, hallow be your name without dedicating all our life to go along with that. And the last thing, hallow his name by living a life that displays that he is our father. Um, basically, can people recognize, looking at our life, that we have a Heavenly Father. Um, So thank you, Pastor Billy and Sean, again. Uh, This was very informational. Now, uh, Pastor Billy, going into the next week, what are some questions that uh, we can ponder upon?
1: So we spent uh, a good amount of time uh, thinking about the name of God. So, and we ran ran through um, a few examples of those names. So, you know, I'd invite you just this week to meditate on some of those names and their meanings. Right. I'll give you a few here uh, just to think about. Right. So you've got Yahweh Ra. That's the Lord is my shepherd. Yahweh Rapha, the Lord that heals. Yahweh Shama, the Lord is there. Um, and then there were the few that we talked about in the sermon. Uh, Yahweh Tzitkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Yahweh Jairah, the Lord will provide. And uh, Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is peace. So I invite you to just take some time to think about those names, meditate on their meanings, and then and then think about specific instances in your life where God has shown himself to be true to his name, right? It's an opportunity just to thank God, right, worship him. Secondly, uh, maybe to think about, and we I think we just discussed this already, but think about how has the way you've used God's name functionally, uh, you know, day to day, has that changed over time for you? And then just examine your life to see if you've been using God's name maybe in a in a casual sort of way or a thoughtless sort of way, and how understanding the Lord's prayer might help you change that, or deal with that, or address that. The last question is just to you know kind of ask and assess right if you are struggling maybe with uh, anxiety or self hate or self-loathing or pride right if you're looking at your life and you're struggling with any of those to think about how does the character of god help us to rest in really the opposites of those help us to rest in security self-worth and childlike uh humility so um I think you know all those questions just really give us an opportunity for some self-reflection, and um, I'm hopeful uh, that this week uh, we will have the hallowing of His name and God's glory, you know,
0: at the forefront of our minds. All right, thanks, Pastor Billy. Um, some very good points to think about. So we look forward to tackling these questions uh, for the next week, and until next Sunday, let us strive to live all of life. To the glory of God.